837, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA, Tuesday afternoon. Once again, thank you to uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for joining us. Uh, fascinating conversation. Fascinating conversation. And I am uh, looking forward to meeting him tomorrow evening. He invited me out. You heard that. I'm looking forward to that. He also, so that you know, wrote the foreword for a book called Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. The author of that, Ed Dowd, is joining us. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for being here. Jeff, thanks for having me on today. The uh, the pleasure is mine. We were just chatting with somebody you have uh, some familiarity with, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who, like many of us, concerned with what happened in 2020, but uh, you raise a lot of concerns, and again, many of us have them, about what really happened in 21 and 22. Absolutely, and look, the, the data is the data, and something shifted from 2020 to 21. Uh, there were about 500,000 excess deaths in 2020. Uh, we could we can debate, you know, why that happened, but that, that's that those are the numbers, and they were mostly old people. Then a mix shift occurred on Wall, that's what we call on Wall Street, a mix shift from old to young. And then working age folks, especially those employed, the data shows, uh, started to die excessively in 2021 and 22, and it continues in 23. And uh, a particular group that I talk about in my book, group life policyholders, these are folks who work for Fortune 500 companies and mid-sized companies that get you know a benefit when they sign on board if they should die while employed, they get a one or two times their base salary. It's kind of one of those freebies no one, no one ever expects to collect. Well, right. those shot up uh, 40% excessively in 21, and that's just off the charts. 10% is a once-in-a-200-year flood. So th- th- there's a problem in the land. The employed in 21, 22, and 23 are experiencing more excess death and disabilities, and the numbers just bear that out. Okay, so there are a lot of us who are looking at this saying, hmm, all right, 2020, 500,000, mostly older people. We're, we're going to chalk it up to COVID, right? That's the general thinking there. But as you point out, a 40% increase in deaths is, is something, I mean, to say it's out of the norm is just diminishing the, uh, uh, the value of it. This is, this is absolutely unheard of numbers. Oh, they're off the charts. And just to give you an idea, typically the insurance industry loves writing these policies because these folks are the healthiest amongst us. They get the access to the best health care. Yep. You know, by the mere fact they're showing up to work and doing things, they're healthy. And so, you know, you make money when you insure people that don't need it, right? So Absolutely. they did a study in 2016, the Society of Actuaries, that proved that this group, their group life policy members industry-wide, were much better off mortality-wise than the general U.S. population. They died at one-third the rate of the general U.S. population in any given year. Well, guess what? In 2021, they, they experienced 40% excess mortality, and, and COVID did affect everybody, and the general U.S. population experienced 32% excess mortality. So why did this group, which is typically much more healthy than the general U.S. population, why did that ratio flip and flip big? Well, my, my thesis, obviously, is it was due to the mandates and the vaccines where people right. really didn't have a choice at these big companies and mid-sized companies. Well, and that's the thing. There were so many people who looked at this, and, and i got to be perfectly blunt, Ed. I didn't necessarily say to myself, oh, my gosh, they're rolling out something terrible, but... It just, it seems pretty quick, and you know, I never want to buy a car the first year that they make it, 
right? I'd, I'd like him to work out some of the bugs, figure out what part works, what part doesn't. You know, year two, year three, year four, I think you're better off. Now, this thing was something people realistically didn't even have a choice. You were told, you want to work, you're going to get this shot. And if you don't get that shot, then you're out of work. Do you really think this was by design? I don't. I wasn't in the room when it happened, but like yourself, a, a number of us on Wall Street who are skeptical and seen lots of frauds, we, we knew a couple things when this thing was introduced. First, it had never been tested on humans. New novel technology called mRNA. That's number one. Number two, usually takes ten, seven to ten years for vaccine safety data to really come forward before they inject it. And, you know, they test it for seven years before they inject it. And we did We had a 28 day clinical trial. And then third was Operation Warp Speed, which sounded just on its face like rushed. So I did what a lot of people did. I said, I'll wait. And then as the time rolled forward, I started hearing too many war stories. So that's that's why I didn't take it. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of my loved ones did and they didn't listen to me because of my concerns. But as the data is rolled in, and we all know now that it doesn't prevent transmission or prevent you from getting COVID. So the thing doesn't work. So why would you continue to, to take a booster for something that doesn't work? So that's kind of my message. Yeah, it, it's a great, great question. Of course, especially given that just uh, yesterday, uh, we started getting news indicating that the uh, the Biden White House was once again going to be pushing booster shots you mentioned your time on Wall Street, dude. Not just time on Wall Street. Tell tell everybody, because you were there working for BlackRock, which in this day and age, and don't take it the wrong way, but you're like one of the bad guys, aren't you? Well, Black, BlackRock's got a serious <laughs> PR problem on their hands. Yeah, they do. Everyone, they, they, I mean, but let's go back. I, I left in 2012. It was a much smaller firm. It was just starting its acquisition spree. Okay. And they weren't yet uh, totally committed to what's called passive investing. I did active investing. I picked the stocks and I voted the shares. The problem now is they have trillions of dollars in passive investment, which uh, gets voted on by a, a, an elite committee at the top of the firm. So there's too much power in, in, in too few hands. And Charlie Munger of Warren Buffett fame, uh, Buffett's partner, has written an op-ed on this saying there's just too much power in too few hands. So... You know, that's that's exactly the you know, I haven't been there for 12 years, but I think that's what their biggest problem is right now. Well, Ed, uh, I want to urge everybody to get cause unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. And if it's okay, when we have a little more time, I'd love to get you back to talk a little bit more about this and the stuff that's unfolding on Wall Street. Yeah, so uh, uh, there's some bad times economically coming and we're, you know, my firm has uh, finance technologies. We, we do economic work on, uh, for our day job. We're predicting a big recession this quarter, next quarter, first quarter. So it's coming. It's, it's just a matter of time. I'd love to come back on and maybe uh, have a little more time with you. and We can do, discuss uh, sudden deaths and uh, yes. financials. I'd love it. Ed, I appreciate you being here, my friend. That is Ed Dowd. It's it's a book that you ought to take a look at. Uh, it, again, it's data, 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 and then some more data. It's 544. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA.